It's okay if you missed your favorite show. Podcasts are ready. The all-new ESPN Chicago app is here. This is Chicago's home for sports. This is ESPN 1000. Into ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley here on a Saturday morning for about an hour and a half or so leading up to White Sox Weekly with Connor McKnight. So, Brian, Cubs inspired, White Sox not so inspired. For the season, for the week? Uh... Uh, for yesterday, for sure. <laughs> but but it's a daily mission, as, we, as we've said. Look, the Cubs, they're taking on their rival. They've got nothing to lose. They're playing with energy. That was nice to see. The White Sox, I can't remember a game that was... More boring than that one last night. And I texted. Hold on, hold on. on, on. Except for for the most exciting point was when Michael Kopech hit hit the Baltimore batter. uh, What's what's his name? I'm blanking out now. Well, Um, hey, look. It it doesn't matter. Kopech had walks. He had stolen bases. Didn't remember the Uh, the That mound awareness, Brian, is driving me nuts. And, And then he had the balk. I mean, he had the yeah. buffet of bad for pitching, but he did. That said, when you are facing Austin Voth, he of the eight point three nine ERA yes. in that game. I, I haven't seen a whip that started with a two in quite some time, but Mister Voth was there for you, and you managed one hit and one. I know run. that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Totally uninspired. Tell me they can't do it. What did they just do against uh, the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays are every bit better than the Orioles, but the Orioles seem to want to play. And what last night, the White Sox did not want to play. And you're right, Kopech, I still don't get the balk. Did you see, did he Did he move his leg twice? Is that what the balk was about? I, or, did know, he, or, or was it moving the ball? Steve Stone was like, wait a minute, he's allowed to breathe. Steve Stone, the Cy Young award-winning pitcher, was not able to pick it out. So I'm glad you I'm glad you brought Stoney up because um, yeah. you follow him on Twitter. Uh, yes. Stoney um, has very little time for naysayers for Sox naysayers, mm-hmm. and someone suggested to at Steve Stone and I love Stoney and I, I boy I mean I've shared many a meal with him when I was covering the White Sox and enjoyed uh, our time together. But he um, he's trying to figure out this team too, and he's still very mm-hmm. optimistic that they're going to find their stride somewhere and start winning. But someone said to him, this is a soft team. And Steve took umbrage at that and said... I saw that tweet. Yeah, yeah basically said... It started a whole feed, a uh, Twitter feed of responses. That he called them you, keyboard commandos, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> obvious shirts might come up with something like that. Uh, yeah. That might be an idea, keyboard commandos. It, it's a fabulous idea. Um, but... His point is that you're not soft if you make it to the major leagues. Now, this then the debate widened with people saying, okay, I'll buy that, but could it be that players, once they get to the major leagues, did, forgot how hungry they were to get to the big leagues, to the show, and they start taking things for granted? Look, this White Sox team, and, and I have to apologize, uh, voice a little rough today. I finally met Mr. COVID this week. Oh I'm, boy, I have not met Mr. COVID. Uh, did you yeah, shake I had, his I, hand? You yeah, shook his no, hand, didn't you? I, I, I got two. I got two and a half years into it and did everything I was supposed to do. But you know, uh, you go to a, a, a party or whatever, and 
Next, and I, I've noticed some other people in my family now at the same party, but this week got it too, who were fully vaccinated and boosted. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's anecdotal. I hope there isn't a wave coming, but I think, thankfully, I do have four shots. So I sound a lot worse than I feel. I feel great. I just yeah, feel, yeah, I, well, right, right. It's a, it's a, for most who have been vaccinated, as we know by science, it's a fleeting thing. Yeah, I, I basically, you know, I've had worse allergy days. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just congestion. But anyway, that said, back to Stoney. Um, so it started this whole thing about because everyone's trying to figure out why is a team that's supposedly this good and, and ready to contend for a World Series this year is there's still three games under 500. Every week, there's still four and a half back of a wild, of a wild card spot, let alone trying to win the division yeah. that is a not very, it might be the worst division. It probably is the worst division. That everybody thought that they were going to sit on top of for most of the year. Exactly. So, I mean, right now they are 16th by record in all Major League Baseball. Our buddy Will Chase tweeted out during the game, uh, tweeted to us yesterday. We were both watching the game, obviously, individually. He said, you know, basically – uh, is it could could it be the White Sox are no better than a 500 team? And I tweeted back at him what what Bill Parcells used to say: "You are what your record says you are." Yep. Now, Stoney can believe that injuries and everything else, you know, weigh into sub 500 and on the outside look into the playoff picture. But it, it, it's tough to explain. I mean, people are criticizing coaching, the fundamentals, running into each other. Um, the, the team ERA is now 12th or 13th in the league, um, which is not as good as you'd hoped. And, and Stoney said, you know, it's been a team effort. But if they're not soft, what are they? Is it bad coaching? Uh, our Twitter poll question today, someone uh, R. Hendricks, at R. Hendricks 11 said to Stoney, basically, um, so are we talking about bad coaching or lazy players? And he said, draw your own conclusions. So our Twitter poll is going to be conclude away. Is it bad coaching? Well, it boy, Stoney, Stoney, you could read Stoney's answer, right? Right, exactly. And and uh, you know, and of course, he's a company man. He can't really say it, but it is. Well, what he it is. you know he used to say it up on the north side. He said, it "Oh, to I know," but he's he's he he's probably learned a little, don't you think? Don't well, we all? And, Hopefully, you know, he says what he wants to say. Maybe he yeah. does believe in this team. Uh, I haven't talked to Stoney in a long time. I think since Mike Lee. Right, but that non-answer—that non-answer is clearly an answer after he said players aren't lazy. Right, right. I mean, he's—he's like you sound dismayed when you talk about TLR ain't going anywhere. Um, the fact of the matter is, this team is underperformed. We're about to turn the page on June and get into July. We'll be uh, uh, you know, a month away from the trade deadline. Mm. You're still underachieving. Your run differential is still horrific. All the things we've been talking about for two months yep. hasn't improved. And it has, time, has not gone away. These issues have not gone away. Now, sometimes when we were playing the Blue Jays, we got those wins. Okay. Uh, you know, they come back. It, it went away for a day. But there's no sustained success. There as soon is as one you step five, up, as soon as you two steps five, back. Yeah, as soon as you yeah you, you you tweet that out. I mean, as soon as you you hit 500, Steve Greenberg tweeted out. You know, they don't do the 500 thing very well. It's like they can't get over that psychological hump. They yeah. can't they can't hit the accelerator. Now you consider and talk about all the guys who are not available, and that you add a few more to the list because. Good Lord, Danny Mendick, who's been doing terrific things for the uh, for the White Sox. I don't want to see yeah. Adam Hazley in a Sox uniform again. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it, it, there are so many questions here, and unfortunately, and we'll hear from Rick Hahn, uh, who who was talking this week. I mean, 
there are, there are no easy answers, but there better yeah. be answers eventually because otherwise this is a wasted season completely. We've lost it. Yeah, we've lost a year. If there are no answers quick, we have definitely lost a year. And the Orioles, they're a young team. They have improved. We've heard that their bullpen is better. And I'll be damned if I've ever thought that I would see a team whose bullpen day may be better than a typical starter day. Yeah, I mean, look, the White Sox right now are the Texas Rangers. I mean, by record. And the, actually, the, the Orioles have an expected record a few games better than their actual record. And the White Sox should be, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. It's, they're just, they're running in place. Every yep. they they have a better and they're, and they're tiring they themselves out in the process. Absolutely, yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Things that I noticed last night: Kopech's lack of mound awareness. Now I know he's a young guy, and we're going to have uh, the typical Kopech bashers. He's been pretty solid. Yesterday was not a great night. Um, you know that uh, when he when he. Uh, when he hit the Orioles player, and I still can't. Uh, Charlie, what's his name? Do you remember what his name is? Why can't I remember this guy's name? Any, anyway, uh, when he hit that player, that was about the most exciting thing. The mound awareness, though, when he is not paying attention to people that are going to steal a base is just, I mean, he put a guy on third. You know, yes. he basically put a guy at third. He should have just waved him all the way to third. And, say, just and then he it. balked him in. And then he balked him in, which... I, obviously, you cannot do. Now we lost four to one, and our hey, offense had, did no, not give one. any support to Kopech. No, but that uh, was had, a one uh, run with that certainly was preventable. Okay, but you had one hit and three base runners against two guys who had a combined ERA right, of eleven. Right. I mean, I know, I know, I know. They, just, uninspired. That's the Brian, word. Uninspired. Brian Baker comes in with the five point six zero ERA and the one point five three seven WHIP. And he gets four up, four down, and looks like you know he's just Mister Automatic. It you got to be better than that. You have to be better. You can't let these guys. Aren't come we in better and look than like, uh, that against Verlander? I, I mean, I, what is happening? I, it, you tell me. I mean, it's, 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 it's mind boggling. It, there, there's no there. I mean, it's just and, and it has really been. It's been a little bit of everything, and mostly not good. And you know, so you, you get Jake Berger, and his defense is is. Not iffy. I mean, that would be a disservice to iffy, but at least offensively, he's helping. Yeah, Jorge he's Mateo out. is his name. He's the shortstop. Jorge yeah. Mateo, the speedy yeah. guy that he hit, and and he got home. Yeah, well, he stole two bases. Richie Martin, yeah. not Ricky Martin. Richie Martin stole two bases. Yes. I mean, he, won't, he was between second and third, and Kopech didn't even know he was behind him. I, I look. It, it, I'm going to give Michael Kopech a pass because that offense didn't even have the good intent of making a, a, an issue of that game last night. Right, right, right. However, he has his home. He has his own issues, and again, that mound awareness thing—that is—that's little league stuff. Just like that collision between Hazley and Mendick. That's yeah. little league stuff Absolutely. that is driving us up the wall. Where are the fundamentals? Are we reminding people of fundamentals? Are we shouting from the bench? Watch second base. I mean, this is simple stuff that I remember doing 40 years ago as a kid. Absolutely. Look, and Joe McEwing's now under fire for being too aggressive, waving guys in because there's Gavin Sheets getting thrown out, not even close. 13 guys have got nailed at the plate. Reminded me of Waving Wendell Kim with the Cubs. They gave him the nickname because you know, <laughs> yeah, never, right. never met a guy you wouldn't want to send in and get thrown out. But Tony says, well, guess what? Our offense isn't good enough, so now we have to be more aggressive. Well, and and, and I kind of get that thought, although it's although a recipe it's for a disaster. Choice. 
Yeah, but it's still a bad choice. However, I get that because we're not getting it done. We have to make other uh, moves. Fat Mike, our old buddy in uh, Chicago, he's got to uh, jump on here, wants to talk about the Sox here on ESPN 1000. Hey, Fat Mike. What's going on, fellas? Good morning. How we doing? Good, good, good. What you got? So this is what I've, this is what's been kind of complexing me and perplexing me over the last couple of weeks watching this White Sox team. If they keep on floundering playing 500 ball at best or under 500 baseball going into this time next month, are they buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Well, you wouldn't well, be buying. I, I mean, if you're if you're three or four games back of the wild card. Why would you do that? I mean, why? What, what could you possibly trade? Could you? Make- well, but I, I get what Mike is saying because sometimes something counterintuitive is exactly what they're going to end up doing, and hopefully not. But yeah, if we're three or four back, I would hope that uh, I hope we're, we're selling. There are a few pieces we could sell. Just don't touch Andrew Vaughn. And who do you sell? You have a thought, I, Mike? You got yeah. someone on your list? Yeah, you know, I, I'm good with Jimenez going. I mean, I know he's injured, but well, I he think, not. Uh, you can't get anything for him right now. Yeah, you can't stay healthy. Can afford to use baseballs for Eli no, right I know. Now. Unfortunately, no. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Look, um, yeah. it, that's a legitimate question because yeah. you you are what your record says you are. Here's the thing: you can sit there and say, "Well, they you know maybe get to you know, a wild card team." We've seen. We've seen them com- compete a couple games against the Blue Jays. We've seen them get wiped up, uh, wiped out in Toronto against the Blue Jays. It's not the Blue Jays. Can you sit there and look at the Yankees and look at Houston and look at some of the upper echelon top-tier teams and say you're anywhere close to being a competitive team, even if you're healthy? There have been so many you know, different issues on the field. But we haven't and- been healthy, so it, it really is – one of those things that we can't even judge. Now we can make assumptions, but we totally have we have not had the team as as constructed, all the starters on the field once this year. If we have, it's only been for a game, maybe two. Okay. But but even but, so but we still don't know what that's going to equal. Does that does that cure your base running ills? Does it cure your defensive ills? Does it no, cure your lack no, of power? No, not necessarily at all. I mean, the other night, everyone's celebrating on Thursday night that they're hitting balls with a warning track with nothing to show for it. I mean, they've scored one run against the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, loud outs. You're now, now we're now applauding loud outs. I mean, <laughs> I know. And it, but we have beat the Yankees, and we did beat Houston. So what is this team? Certainly, we can't sustain what we should be able to sustain. And we've got, um, you know, those, those very fundamental issues that are causing the other night. Did you see where Leori was playing? He got eaten up. Where's the coaching staff to tell him to put himself in, in a better position in center? Uh, night before last when Luis Robert had the day off. You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and, I mean, that's – and right there, that's coaching. And, you know, Steve Stone probably said as much uh, on the broadcast without maybe saying as much. So I think there's a lot to coaching. If you want to jump in, 312-332-3776 – We'll uh, we'll talk more about this. We'll hear some audio from Rick Hahn. He joined Cap and Jay Hood on uh, on the program yesterday morning. Yeah, Friday morning on uh, the morning show. We will also hear some other audio and take your ideas as to what you saw last night and what the real problem is with the White Sox. If we want to talk Cubs, we'll do that as well. We've got a lot to cover here, and we'll get back to it here on ESPN One Thousand with Xander and Hanley next. 
Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. You know, I, I share Tony's sentiment, which I thought he put perfectly when he said essentially that we much prefer them to be there and to care the way they do. And even if they're expressing it in a way that perhaps is negative towards him, it shows that they're, they're passionate, they're invested, and they care. That's so much better than being indifferent or being absent or feeling like uh, they're unable to express themselves. So obviously we all want to uh, be winning on a more consistent basis and fulfilling the promise that we see in this roster, uh, which hopefully uh, after a solid road trip last uh, last week and, and turn to Tim Anderson and our guys starting to get a little healthier uh, over the next stretch, we're able to do so that, you know, those boos and criticisms turn into cheers. But fundamentally, you know, it's frankly, I view it as a, a passionate fan base expressing themselves. And that's precisely what all of us want. Rick Hahn, Senior Vice President, General Manager of the Chicago White Sox, joining Captain Hoodie yesterday. And that was after they lost game one of the series to the Orioles. Yesterday, last night's performance, much less inspired than game one. Wouldn't you agree, Brian? Even though the result was the same. Two losses. And you can't win at home. I mean, you're 15 and 20 at home. That's that that doesn't pass a smell test. No home run, not yet, right? Barely any home runs at home. Tim, I mean, Tim home Anderson's back. Tim Anderson, the uh, straw that stirs the drinks, back, and you can't. You're now got a three game losing streak yet again after a winning road trip, yep. and you, you're winning a series in in. Uh, in well, you didn't win. You yeah, did you win the series in Houston? I don't know, but but you had a winning road trip, so. You know, Rick Hahn there talking about the and we games. beat teams a lot better than the Orioles. Well, not that many because you're 16 and 23. Well, I'm saying recently, the Blue Jays yeah. and Houston. Yes. Yeah, but but that's it. Every time you think they've turned the corner. They, that's that's exactly right. That's my main. The block. Right, right. Around the block again. Right. It's one step up, two steps back. You should know that. You're a Springsteen fan. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. Earlier in the week, Jose Abreu expressed his love and respect for Tony La Russa and said it's not the manager and, you know, as a leader on the team, was thumb-pointing, not finger-pointing, which is terrific. We've gone over chapter and verse how Tony's not getting fired by Jerry Reinstorf. It's not going to happen. So Tony then said, in appreciation of Jose Abreu, yet again supporting the manager, saying, that's great to hear because when the players stop listening to you, that's when I have to walk away. I noticed that, and that may be our only chance. Okay, so now the onus is on... Jose Abreu, not to be a thumb pointer, but a finger pointer. See, that's a really tough spot for even the most frustrated player to have to be in to start answering questions about the manager in a different way other than totally supportive and seemingly sincere that, you know, you respect the guy and you think he's doing a good job. So now the only way that Tony walks away by his own words is if he thinks he's losing the clubhouse. And does he have to do the players have to publicly start making noise about that to let everyone know that that's the situation? That's untenable too, right? I mean, yep. it's so so Tony's here. The players are here. If they're healthy, they're on the field. If not, they're, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's uh, each week as someone's added to the IL. Um, so once they all get healthy, everything's great, and they'll win the division, and we'll be looking forward to October baseball and seeing how they stack up against the best teams. 
I'd like to believe that's all going to fall into place, but I don't believe that's how it's all going to fall into place. Well, we haven't seen, uh, we've seen the corner turn and then we've seen it turn back. Yeah, <laughs> and you're in a cul-de-sac. Several yeah. Times, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're in a cul-de-sac just going round and round and round. Oh, and Willowbrook wants to jump on, just uh, wants to talk about uh, his lack of trust for Han and uh, Kenny Williams. Owen, you're on ESPN 1000 with Hanley and Xander. Hi, guys. Great show. Hey. Hey, I think they got the wrong chant going, fire Tony. It's got to be fire Rick Hahn. The, the, the reason being, once again, if you look at the moves this guy made, I'll give him credit for Roberts. I'll give him credit for Vaughn and even Dylan Cease. All right? But look at what we, – we can't get a second base. We get excited because Josh Harrison has two good nights in a row, what, out of 60-some games. Can't Amen. get a second baseman. We haven't had a left-handed back consistent for years. Um, yeah, but with those two things, at... with those two things, right now, Owen, solve our problems. I think the problems are bigger than that. Oh, they are bigger. I'm just going over a list of things. Yeah, he's you just starting Lucas the list. Yeah. Okay. If, if you look at Lucas Giolito, the guy had one great half year. Since then, he's been average at best. This guy doesn't know talent, and he doesn't know grinders. The other day against Verlander, it was great. We were hitting the right field. We were yep. taking him the other yep. way with our right-handed bats. We don't. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, boom! We stop doing that. We're trying to pull everything. They don't walk. He doesn't go after the types of guys that are baseball players. You know, and, and I got to tell you, and I'm not trying. You know, a lot of these Cuban players that play short short years, like 80 games, 60 games, whatever, and even Adam Engel. You know, Ozzy even says these guys are weightlifting so much, they're tearing hamstrings left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just don't. I mean, throughout the whole organization. There's, and then the other day, our leader gets picked off two days in a row because he's not ready to get back to first base on the second one. And then he gets picked off by the catcher, roaming off first base when there's a guy in second base in front yep. of him. Yep. I mean, yep. what is that? Is that you know, Man, it's I bad mean, baseball. That's what that is. Oh, it's very that's bad exactly baseball. bad baseball. And it's because we don't have baseball players. We have athletes, and he doesn't go after guys that know how to play the game. Oh, and, and thanks for the you, phone call. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We we we're with you. Look, look. The fundamentals are terrible. He he called out Tim Anderson. Whether Tim, if Tim, you know, they say that he's not running at full speed. You know, I I saw and I tweeted earlier this week, Brian. There's so much talk about getting people off their legs this year. Yeah. I've not ever heard that in my life, and well, I'm no spring chicken. Well, that's what led to the whole conversation about being soft because people are saying, what's with all the day offs? You, you, you know, there, where's the sense of urgency? These guys, you know, well, we have to be careful. And, you know, Louis Robert gets a day off and this guy gets a day off and we got to keep their legs fresh. Um, um, hello. Are other teams doing that? I'm not paying attention so much to other teams. Are they doing that as much as Tony is? I don't, I, I think I don't that's know. the case. I don't know how many teams three games under five hundred and on the outside looking in the playoffs that have all that. that expectation on their yeah, shoulders. Exactly. Sure. See, I, yeah. you are you are you are the Texas Rangers right now, and that's not fair to the Texas Rangers because you're you're squarely thirty three and thirty six as their record is, but mm-hmm. their run differential is actually a plus four, and yours is a minus forty eight. It used to be you know minus fifty five or whatever the hell it was. It's not appreciably better. So. Texas should have a 35-34 record. I don't hear anyone saying, boy, wait till the Rangers get going here because they're a playoff team. No one said it before the year, and no one's saying it now. But we keep believing that's the case with the White Sox. And, you know, it goes back to Will Chase's question yesterday via Twitter. Are they just a 500 team? Right now, that that's the aspiration. I mean, 
It's not even the reality. That's what you're hoping for. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and we had such bigger expectations this year than that. Now, a couple weeks ago, we put a poll up. And I said, if you could DFA a Josh Harrison or a Leori Garcia, and Josh was the overwhelming winner. Now, I've always made the case that Josh needs more playing time, and I think he's going to catch a gear. Here's a guy who I believe was an all-star some years ago, and uh, he's he's kind of a spark, in the, and he's had a couple of good games. And, and like Owen said, you know what? He had a slow start, whatever, and maybe he doesn't like him, but there's more to tell. That was a t- – I mean, when he got a hit in the back of the arm, nobody's ever seen that before. So he had the day off yesterday. June – uh, Larry Garcia, uh, let's see here. This was, yeah, June 20, uh, July is almost here. Larry Garcia, this is a tweet from uh, Sox Machine. Larry Garcia is slashing 188, 203, 253 with a minus one war. Mm-hmm. He will not be DFA because he's got a three-year deal. But again, Correct. I ask you, do you want to see Josh on the field or Larry? Uh, you know, he went 0 for 3 last night. Um, he's not playing the field well. I, I'm done with this love affair. I'm absolutely done. And then we have Lenin Sosa, who came up. Why can't we play this kid? We see these kids with the Orioles have this energy and this want to win. And why can't we play Lenin Sosa? I mean, you know, will he be in the me, lineup today? It reminds, uh, reminds me of Mark. Remember when Gordon Beckham was, as he was like, he called him Bacon. Bacon? Like every question was like, when's Gordon Beckham coming up? Like he was the savior, right? Yeah. Right. And Ozzy was incredulous, like bacon, you know, like, you know, he basically said, if that if you think that kid coming up is going to save our season, then we're in trouble, you know, because it's not fair to put that kind of pressure on a kid coming right. up. Right. I, right. I, I appreciate what you're saying. You want to see something different and maybe hopefully better. Right. But that your, your playoff aspirations and, and dreams and goals shouldn't rest on guys. Who no, 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 they don't. But let's 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 sit Garcia already. He is underperforming yeah. and we have this kid. No pressure. Just go in and play. See what you got. Just get a well, spark. Yeah, a yeah. spark. That's it. That's a, I'm not I'm not putting playoff hopes on this. Kid's no, no. But, but by any means, see, that my point is when you're getting to that point about hoping for the guys who aren't here to be up here because it will help the team. This team shouldn't have need that help. They shouldn't well, need minor league yeah, guys. Absolutely. But, the, but this team, this team, this is going to go down is one of the weirdest summers in baseball on both sides of town. You've got an inordinate amount of injuries to key players that we can't even, I mean, Rick Hahn was asked uh, with, uh, uh, with cap and hoodie yesterday. How can you possibly assess what this team actually is when you're missing so many people, right? Well, and then the Cubs, uh, you know, that's a different situation, but it's just a weird, weird uh, happenstance in Chicago baseball. And, and with Lenin Sosa coming up, it's not because we are necessarily needing him to save the day. It's because we are so injured and we'd like to see what this kid can do. I mean, why yeah, not? It's know, an easy it, replacement for Garcia. And you mentioned uh, the other side of town. I mean, I never thought I'd see Kyle Hendricks with a five ERA right. and struggle against bad teams. And then he owns yeah. the Cardinals. And last night, seven and a third, six strikeouts, five hits, one walk. And, I mean, he's got a, a career ERA of like 269. If he can start St. Louis. If he, yeah, against a career against St. Louis, too. Uh, you know, for you know, all those starts against him, 25 mm-hmm. career starts. The point is, if he can start getting back to being Kyle Hendricks, I would assume. He's going to be on the on the trade list too. Because what's the point of keeping him around? Absolutely. 
We're running against break. We're going to hit more baseball. Taking your calls, 312-332-3776. The Cubs will be sellers. Who's going by trade deadline? What is wrong with the White Sox? How can they get sustained success? There's so many things wrong, but what's the quickest path to sustained success? 312-332-3776. It's Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Now, by your side, through your smart speaker. Just tell it to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000 on 100.3 HD2 in the ESPN 1000 app. So we've got the Twitter poll, Brian, that you came up with. Uh, it's based off of what Steve Stone said. Uh, there was uh, RK Hendricks 11 tweeted, asked if it was bad Sox coaching or lazy players. Steve Stone said, draw your own conclusions. So the choices are bad coaching, laser, lazy players, both, neither. And if you want to write in, if they're tired, because that's something that Steve Stone said, that they're tired. I don't know. Her if you're of that tired. opinion, write it in. Yeah, her tired, but definitely not soft. And then that led to a whole, to, you know, what's the definition of soft? Can be soft mentally, not just physically. Sure. And you, you appreciate Stoney saying anyone who grinds to get to the major league level or has that talent isn't soft because of what it takes to get there. It's You're an elite athlete and you but some people said, okay, what about the players who get there and all of a sudden, you know, get a little comfortable and figure complacent, that, sure, yeah. sure. And, I mean, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a, leg- a legitimate question. I know it's a grind, but we have seen, and, and again, there could be the argument, Steve Stone's brought it up before, and he's a guy who's been through uh, training camp. You had COVID, then you had the shortened year, the screwed up training camp, then you had the shortened training camp, how much that plays in. We really don't know. All I know is that it seems like the White Sox are suffering more than other teams, and that does not add up. 312-332-3776. Go ahead. Owen, Owen our, our caller, who was just getting – he had a whole list, and we were only have a 90-minute show, but he was just getting warmed up about the issues. Yeah. He brought yeah. up Giolito. Now, yep. five consecutive starts where the home run balls bit him in the rear end. He's got a 5-4 ERA. But his home run per nine inning, 2.13. You know, you have to go that, – that's almost um, two-thirds, three-quarters of a point worse than it's been since he's been with the White Sox. It's and alarming. It's alarming. It is alarming. I mean, it's just that you can't allow one or two of those, and next next thing you know, he, he's given up four or five run leads. He's dug holes, and, and he's just average right now. I mean, I, 5.40, that's not even average. It's no. You need better from him, but again – Stoney said it's been a team effort because you expected better from this pitching staff, bullpen, starters, everybody, but it's the defense. It's the fundamentals. It's the inconsistent offense. It's the non-existent offense. It's the bad coaching. It's the questioning of the manager. It's the questioning of the roster. You are three games under 500, and the question on the table is maybe you are you just a 500 team? Is that is that possibly what, what you are no matter what your expectations were coming in. Well, you know what? Look, it's it's hard to ignore that possibility, even though we were sold and, and by our eyes and ears, we we agreed. A lot of us Sox fans said that we were better than a 500 team, but it is what it is right now. Yep. And that's what's shocking. Now, last night, Michael Kopech pitched. 
Didn't have a great game. Certainly didn't have the run support. Here's some post-game audio from uh, our pitcher, Michael Kopech. Definitely didn't have my best stuff or feel for Um I threw with what I had, and uh, unfortunately that's all I had tonight. Um, I, I got to do a better job in big situations. The box unacceptable. Um, and then, you know, two out walks and have up pitches. Those guys can't come around either, so I just didn't execute when I should have um, and made it tough for us to you know, keep them at bay. So it was a decent start considering what I had overall, but I, I don't think that was uh, good enough, to say the least. Did the umpire's explanation of the box make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, again, I just... You know, I kind of let the moment get away from me and didn't realize I'd been wind up the whole time. I I told them afterwards I thought I went wind up and went back to stretch, but I started wind up and then tried to switch to stretch. And this is the right call. Um, I wasn't, you know, asked about it beforehand. With you know, usually when they just run around there, they ask um, which one I'm going to do. They didn't ask, but uh, still, I, I got to lock that in. Do the right thing there. Just messed up. What uh, I mean. What happened in the second? Do you understand kind of what happened in the second? I mean, it's kind of uh, weird. When you hit the tail. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they took offense to it, I guess. But you know, one-two pitch. I'm trying to rear back and do a little bit more. Flew open. Ball got away from me. Um, definitely not trying to hit a guy with two strikes and two outs. Uh, especially a guy that's not doing too much to the plate. So. Um, I don't know. Situation kind of escalated, but then uh, we settled back in. So. Did you say something? Did the fence say something? Yeah, some some guys hopped the rail on me and started talking, and that's why things escalated. But we were able to get back out there. Well, that was Michael Kopech post game last night after the four one loss. He certainly had listed all of his issues, and he saved us the trouble, Brian. He's right. I mean, he sounds he sounds like he knows exactly what went wrong and how it went wrong. Uh, how do you how do you fix it? I, I, you know, the Bach was unfortunate that somebody was on third, but he was right. The thing that really, really bothered me was letting those runners go around and those two out walks. Uh, it makes sense that he didn't hit Moreno on uh, on purpose, but he certainly did want to make something of it. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. And look, he said it was a decent outing given all the things that were going against him. He threw 50, 54% strikes, which is down from the 62% average. Mm-hmm. So the walks hurt him. He wasn't in the zone. He had the the hit by pitch. He had the wild pitch that scored a run. He had the balk. That said, it was a decent outing. He got through six innings. Your offense better come up with four or five runs. Anyway. No, that's exactly right. Look, so if we the had the offense, offense was, given what he did, we could have won that game. Sure, even though he did not was, have a great game. Offense was indecent. He was decent. Uh, you, you didn't have anyone on base after the third inning. I mean, come on. No one reached. What are, you, what are you doing here? I mean, what's I the know. point of the exercise? Against Austin Voth, 8.39 ERA, and Brian Baker, 5.60 ERA, it's not Justin Verlander. And you get credit for beating up Justin Verlander. Beat the hell out of these two guys. Yes, makes no sense. Steve in Elmwood Park wants to jump in before we hit break. Hey, Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. Hey, I, I got an opinion on this. I know you guys were talking about the players, and yes, a lot of blame comes on their part too, but I really think it's a, like a management thing. Last year, okay, you know, like La Russa came in, 
they weren't feeling good. Maybe they got motivated. The fire is not there anymore. And they got to find a way to get that fire back because everyone, in my personal opinion, will play better when they have something to play for. And now it just feels like they don't respect maybe the top. And it, it's a trickle-down effect that where is it? That, that interview right there sounded deflated completely. A guy who's, like, just emotionally gone. And unless I, I read an article about hockey, for instance, the Av, Avs versus Red Wings series, when they had that fire, both of them won. You know, like five titles within a certain stretch. It's you, you got to find the motivation, and it's not there right now. Is that, so is that a TLR problem, Steve? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, TLR definitely because it seems like, you know, even Rick Hahn, I feel bad for him. I know you guys think differently, but, like, Rick Hahn did not want that guy. No, well, I don't necessarily think differently. No. I think that that TLR That's thing absolutely. was forced on him. Yeah, and, he, yeah, but the and problem it, is- it's like it, he's going to be stuck like, uh, how would I put it? Like, even I mean, I'm comparing different sports, but, like, the Bulls, when they had to fire the coach and – it was uh, Paxson who was the GM. I blame Paxson during that era. And, and it's like the fall down comes to a certain person. It's going to come down to Han eventually. But I think it's La Russa, and it's just created a bad atmosphere. Thanks for the call, Steve. We appreciate it. You yeah, know, you know it, um, that, that could be, and that's, that comes under bad coaching on our, uh, on our Twitter poll. Well, Mark, we, we both agree that Rick Hahn, I mean, he stood up there and said, it's been decided that Tony La Russa is the best person for the yes. job. I yes. mean, he didn't say, I hired him. Right, and, right. And there we, is no we, doubt. There is no doubt. And that's why when people come down on Rick Hahn, it's really hard because his hands are tied. Yes, he's made some, people want to question some player moves or whatever. But if Rick Hahn had his manager in place, who would that be? And would that be a different result right now? We don't well, know. And look, if the manager's not going because Jerry's got this un- undying love and, and um, uh, you know, that he wants to right the wrong from 30, 40 years ago and there's loyalty. So at some point, if you want to make changes in the coaching staff, can you can you really do that? Because any other team who had uh, aspirations for a World Series, the manager would be gone. Right or wrong, the manager would be gone right now because this part of the late in the season, yep. injuries are no. You're not you're not achieving to anywhere near what the expectations were. You're, you're absolutely right. Yep, yep. One more call before we hit break, real quick. Ron on the south side joins us on ESPN 1000. Hey, Ron. Hey, good morning, guy. You know, you know what? This team is fortunate to be a few games under 500 because it's not even an average team. I know you mentioned you know it's a 500. It's not a 500 team. If you look technically at- right now, they're not. Yeah, but you no. Know, if you look at every facet of of, of this team, they're not good at defense. Uh, they do not walk. The offense is bad. Um, even the starting pitching now is not re- 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 reliable. But here's my question: They said World Series a bust. They're not. Go- it's a possibility they won't even make the playoffs. Oh, so what does that bust? So what does bust mean, huh? I don't know. Maybe they break it up. Maybe they they sell at the trade deadline if they're two or uh, or four or five games back behind the wild or uh, out of the wild card. Ron, thanks for the call. We got to hit break here. You know, it's a good question. What it what is bust? I mean, I, I know that's what Rick Hahn said. That's what he's supposed to say. We're going to the World Series. 
That is highly unlikely. We don't even know what, what they're going to do in the playoffs if they can even secure and keep a wild card position right now, which is the sad state of affairs, Brian. We'll get back to talking about that. We've got Jim and Aurora on hold. We'll get to him. 312-332-3776. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. I this for years, but what's with you and the Cardinals? You know, I'll just keep it going. Just try and make it good pitches, you know. Um, like I said, I still got to just keep rolling with it and use what I use what I did today and build on it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Just got to keep getting lucky against them. Kyle Hendricks talking about his well, domination of the Cardinals. Won the game last night down in St. Louis. It was on Apple TV. Brian, did you catch the broadcast? The awesome yeah, broadcast? It, it was, um, well, for a couple things, Kyle uh, hurt my system where anytime the Cubs have a lead, I bet the opposing team in game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That didn't quite work out for you. Well, it was only their fourth win in the last 18 games, so I think I'll be okay. Um, but he has dominated the Cardinals down in St. Louis, 6-1 and one career, 2-4-5 ERA. And thirteen and three over the lifetime of his career, no matter where he faces them, two six nine. So it was good to see. Uh, I I think everyone likes the the professor. You know, he's, everyone likened him to Greg Maddox in terms of not having a hundred mile an hour fastball, but uh, fastball change last night mixed up and did uh, did well enough. But to answer your question, it was between that watching the Sox because it was like you know just trying to figure out the White Sox. It, it's almost like a therapy session. And then you had a hockey game that's tied in the Stanley Cup Finals in the third period. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going back and forth between the Sox and the Hawks more than the, the Cubs. Anything um, anything weird you hear on the Apple TV broadcast last week? Uh, I told you about how they they th- thought that Andrew Vaughn was this guy that came, came out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> so I'm a, every time I see an Apple TV broadcast now, I'm going to look for that little nugget that is the just nugget so of information. far off base. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, no. But, you know, we've got Jim that wants to jump on from Aurora sure. asking about the Cubs games on Marquee. Hey, Jim, you're on ESPN 1000. Yeah, guys, adding to this whole baseball summer of disappointment here, you guys are hitting on it here a little bit here. Uh, it's happened, like, again, last night, a couple of weeks ago, it was twice in one week. I turned the game on for Marquee. Whenever they're on YouTube, Apple, uh, some of these other, you know, baseball sponsored networks isn't the point of having your own network to have the fans know that the game is going to be there for you with your announcers with your at all the time uh, i called them a couple weeks ago when when they were out in arizona and actually at nine o'clock i got a operator at marquee but no i think it was a call center in philippines <laughs> and they picked up i'm serious Hey, what yeah, did I say? said, please did they, did they have, have this call recorded yeah. to get to Ricketts. This is, it's ridiculous. Baseball yeah. shooting themselves in the foot. Marquee is not enjoying You never know where to find the games anymore again. Yeah, you know, Jim, and I think I can answer this. Major League Baseball mandates these different deals with these Absolutely. other. And, right. and so they have, so the intention was for the Ricketts to 
broadcast as many games as possible on marquee. And then MLB steps in and says, no, this game has to be here and this game has to be here. So that's where the confusion comes. I'm sure the Rickards would like to have everything on marquee, but it's really out well, of their hands. Now, hold on, because yes. they get the best of all worlds, Mark. They get their marquee money. And how much do you think Apple's paying for that? And, and every owner gets Well, a, yeah, a yeah, sure. They're certainly making money off of it. But I, no, I, I mean, would think it's, that it's, it's a Major League Baseball mandate, Brian. Of course it is. But follow yeah. the money. It, it's a network <laughs> sure. contract. It's a sure. network contract. I mean, you yeah. got to get used to Apple Plus being a network, but it's one more revenue source for MLB to divide uh, divide up among all its owners. So yeah. they're, they're all loving it. I mean, it, who cares what the fans, you know, Thanks inconveniences are. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 312-332-3776. It's confusing. And, and for the is. ordinary average baseball fan that maybe isn't streaming, they just have cable like, you know, it's 20 years ago. You know, it, it's confusing. You just want to go where you know the game is and it's, going to be reliable. And then there are issues with streaming. Last night, kind of a, a, a funny and unfortunate story. I have never let so many F-bombs out in, in a row, uh, or I haven't in a while, at the TV. I have a TV. I'm not going to mention the brand name, but it starts with a V. Don't Zenith? A, a V. A V, oh. not a Z. A V. Okay. Anyway, anyway I, I, uh, the fight happens. Yeah, you know, the uh, Kopech hits uh, yeah. Moreno, and, and that happens, and my daughter calls, and, and I wanted to take the phone call, so instead of pausing it, I just muted it, and then when the phone call was over, I went to rewind, and the TV rewind. doesn't hit, no, because it, it just, you know, it barely streams the game, Yeah, <laughs> and it just froze. And by the time I got everything back on, it was down the line, and I was just absolutely furious. So there are challenges with streaming uh, services, uh, depending on what TV you have or whatever. So, you know, technology, it's great and everything, but you often don't know where the games are. Or if you are streaming, like on an Apple TV or whatever, you know, there there could be issues depending on what equipment well, you, you know have. What? So it's not ease of use necessarily. Unfortunately, you missed the Sox 6-1 inning. When uh, I'll, <laughs> no, I'll catch you up on that. I'll no, catch you up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wish. I wish. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So we've got that Twitter poll, and we're getting some votes this morning on it again. Uh, what's going on with the uh, Sox? Is it uh, Sox coaching, lazy players? Uh, is it uh, both or neither, or all of the above? Or uh, write in your own answers. Uh, they're, calling they're your own be, answers. Yeah, yeah, they're calling your own answers. You know the number three one two three three two three seven seven six. Lots of challenges, and of course, the uh, the game is going to be played today at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. They don't have a great record at home. That's got to change. There's no way you're going to have sustained success into the playoffs if you can't play well at home. Yeah, there's no way to get to the playoffs if you can't win at home. That's <laughs> that's right, 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 right. I'm trying to be optimistic. I know it's very know. hard. Hey, to be. look, it's just this is what six, seven weeks where we're looking at the same record the same run differential the same issues can't win at home can't beat good teams can't sustain success can't beat uh, mediocre teams that's even that's even worse you you know you win a couple games start feeling good about yourself and you know feel good about certain players and next thing you know it's a three-game losing streak even though tim anderson's back it's just it's mind-boggling it's frustrating it's um and you know and there's no easy answer the easy answer in baseball always launch the manager you can't fire the the old, you know, can't fire 25, now 28, whatever the hell it is. 
but you can fire the one. Whether it matters or not, or how many games a manager matters at the end of the season, even we had one caller said he looks the team looks 